0: Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button to Edge Got In, to your mind, your will, and those crazy emotions. It's our intention at Edge Got In to champion human potential in Christ by addressing those topics, opportunities for growth, situations, that as we push the pause button, step off the stage of drama and the hustle of life, take a deeper look at what makes us tick and how can we become the boss of our emotions? Because oftentimes we'll rise and fall depending upon how the world judges us at that time. So perhaps, my friend, that's you today. Perhaps you're tuning in today and you just got hijacked by a strong emotion. Or perhaps you're looking for a sense of inner peace and joy and you're barking up the wrong tree, because you keep coming up empty-handed. Today's topic is entitled, Want Inner Peace and Joy? Stop Thinking About Yourself. This is a topic that I've been contemplating myself over the last couple of weeks, and I read something the other day. This is actually just coming from my own personal quiet time with the Lord, from one of my favorite books. In fact, I'm holding this book in my hand, and it's probably in about five different pieces, simply because I've read it so many times. It's called The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Kempis, and it's a Christian devotional book. Every time I read it, there's something else that pops in. And and I love the way that uh, Thomas was able to weave in scriptures into key ideas and, and opportunities for shift in our walk, as with every relationship our relationship with God requires our attention and our time if we desire to grow closer. These specific points that you will hear about today, as you are as you are listening to them, I invite you to think about the title of today's podcast. Do I want inner peace and joy? Now that seems like an obvious question. Heck yeah, sign me up. The next part of it is the challenge, or I should say the opportunity in Christ, then stop thinking about yourself. (laughs) Happiness returns when we stop thinking about ourselves, what I want, what I think, what I need. This is a topic that I, I will frequently revisit simply because we'll take two steps forward, one step back, and we need a little reminder. Just to pause for a moment and to come back to the mission for Edge Got In, you could visit us at edgegotin.com, and you you will find under each podcast a, uh, a link for a download of a one sheet to capture your learnings for application. As I've mentioned before, there are many groups that use the topics at edgegotin.com for Bible study, and they print out the one sheet to capture their learnings and to discuss in small groups. Feel free to do that as well. Edge got in is the voice of another project, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. This is a project that God laid upon our hearts several years ago. If you haven't already taken the six-week journey, I invite you to explore that as well in a small group or individually. And it's the Emotional Intelligence in Christ six-week journey. Um, study guide, and you can access that at com. We are still offering our course at 50% off to learn how to become the boss of your emotions, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ course. At checkout, simply use the code EIC2023. So today's topic, I am going to read directly from The Imitation of Christ. My words can't put this out any better than Thomas Kempis, so I'm not even going to attempt to do that. And I'll just preface it again with the title, Want Inner Peace and Joy? Stop Thinking About Yourself. So as I'm reading this specific devotional today, I'm going to invite you for homework to listen to this once a day for five days in a row and invite the Holy Spirit to prick your conscience or bump you within to let you know what is for you. What does the Holy Spirit desire for you to remember? Perhaps it's a verse that I'll share or a phrase that I'll read. Either way, be attentive, my friends. This is an opportunity for learning and growth. If you hear me pause and sipping on my water a bit, I've got second round of COVID, so bear with me. Thank you. This is coming from book two, and it's chapter one. If you do have the Imitation of Christ book, you can look it up and read it. If you don't have it, highly encourage you to get it. It's an incredible book. So let's jump in with a prayer. Sweet Jesus, we just thank you that you are always in charge. Even when we feel out of control, you are always in control. When we feel out of control, we often start to grip a hold of certain attachments in our lives to try to manipulate events, relationships, and situations so that we feel more in control. Give us the grace of surrender today. And it is a grace, Lord. We realize that. Grant us the ability to release the shiny objects and trinkets that so easily hijack us from that inner peace and joy that you desire for us to enter into. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit, What is for us, as we're reading through these words, move us, move us to know and to understand what you have for us today as we read through this entry that was written a long time ago and yet is very, very relevant today. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Sweet Jesus, for the edification of everyone who is tuning in today. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to begin with a verse from Matthew sixteen twenty four. Perhaps you've heard this before. If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me daily. What does that mean? If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself. This is the title of today's podcast. Stop thinking about yourself. What you think you deserve, what you want, what you need. Just even taking a uh, kind of a, a lab course this week. Just observe how many times, how many thoughts are focused around thinking about you. What you get, what you don't get, how people respond to you, how people don't respond to you. Um, this is the source of all unhappiness, is selfishness, ultimately. But it's what Jesus wants to free us from today, my friends. Which is why he says, if you want to come after me, then take up your cross. Well, when he was speaking to the people of that time, they knew that the cross was a grueling experience. It was the worst way to die. Jesus is putting it side by side to... (laughs) The fact that our ego does not go down quietly, it will grip and scream and tear and claw its way out if we are not consistent at dying to ourselves and refusing to allow the ego to drive our ugly behavior. This is getting into a little bit of emotional intelligence in Christ. When we don't practice the second phase of emotional intelligence in Christ, which is self-control, the last fruit of the spirit, which allows the other fruits to come alive within us, that ego gets so loud. And Galatians 2.20 is the invitation for freedom. It is for freedom it, that I've been crus- I'm combining one as well as for freedom that Christ has set us free, Galatians five one. Stand firm and don't allow yourself to be burdened by the yoke of slavery, yoke of slavery to your ego. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been put to death with Christ on the cross, so it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. This life I live, I live by faith alone in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. So here we go. The kingdom of God is within you, says the Lord. Turn to the Lord with your whole heart. Let him be the most important part of your life and your soul will find rest. If you put God first, you will see his kingdom blossom within you. For the kingdom of God is living in peace and joy with the Holy Spirit, a thing not given to those who do not yearn for him with all their heart. Christ will come to you and comfort you if you prepare a worthy place for him in your heart. All his glory and beauty lies within you, and he finds great delight in living there. He often visits the person who has a rich inner life, holding sweet conversation with him, granting delightful comfort, much peace and intimate friendship. So get up, faithful soul, and prepare your heart for this bridegroom, so that he will want to come to you and live in your heart. For he says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and we will come to him and we shall make our home with him. Make room for Christ then and place him at the center of your life. When he alone rests there, you will have great wealth and he will be all you need. He will care for you and he will provide for you faithfully in everything. You will not have to depend on anyone else for people soon change and they fall short of your expectations before you know it. Only Christ remains constant forever and he will stand by you to the very end. Revelations 22. I'm I'm just going to throw another scripture in here. Revelations 22.12 Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the first and the last, the beginning and the end. My friends, Jesus is constant. What are you gripping a hold of that ebbs and flows depending upon what's fueling it? The opinions of others is just one to consider. Do not rely too heavily on other people for, like all of us, they have their flaws and foibles Even if you love someone very much, and that person has been a great blessing to you, do not be disappointed if sometimes the two of you disagree. Galatians 1.10, am I trying to win the approval of man or of God? If I'm still trying to win the approval of man, I cannot be a servant of God. Those who are your greatest help today may not be tomorrow. Their needs change, and so do yours. Place all your trust in God. Worship and love him. He will defend you and do what is best for you. This world is not your permanent home. Wherever you may be, you are a stranger, a pilgrim passing through. You will never find peace unless you are united with Christ in the very depth of your heart. Why do you look around here to find peace when you do not really belong here? Your place is in heaven, and you should see everything else in terms of heaven. All things pass away, and you pass away with them too. See that you do not cling to passing things, lest you become caught up in them and perish along with them. Let your highest thoughts be with the Most High, and your prayer be directed to Christ without ceasing. If you cannot contemplate high and heavenly things, Rest your thoughts on Christ's passion and dwell freely on his sacred wounds. If you go for refuge to Jesus' wounds and to the precious marks of his passion with humility and love, you will feel great comfort in troubled times. You will not be too concerned about what other people think of you, the drug of approval. And it will not be hard to put up with the humiliating things that they may say about you. Hebrews 12.3, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful man, so that you don't grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So here we see in Hebrews exactly what Thomas Kempis is writing about here. Hey, if you're going through a hard time, consider the wounds of Jesus. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood and ask him for strength. Christ also was scorned by many people and in his greatest need, he was abandoned by his friends as others heaped insults on his head. Christ was willing to suffer and be despised. And do you presume to complain of anything? I love that line. (laughs) What are you complaining about today, huh? Christ was willing to suffer and be despised. And do you presume to complain about anything? Complaining, by the way, shrinks the brain. Christ had those who did not like him and those who disagreed with him. And would you have everyone be your friends and supporters? I'm telling you, we live in the drug of approval society. This is a great thought here. How will your patience be rewarded if you meet with no hardships, if you never encounter opposition? How will you be Christ's friends? As we read in John 15, 20 through 22, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Blessed, John 5, 11 through 12, blessed are you when people insult and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you. Because in the same way that they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. This is a great place to to just pause for a moment and really allow this to sink in, because we live in, in a society that is hijacked by the drug of approval. How will your patience be rewarded if you meet with no hardship, if you never encounter opposition? How will you be Christ's friends? Christ was rejected by everyone that he trusted. Prop yourself up with Christ and for Christ if you wish to live with Christ. If just once you could perfectly enter the inner life of Jesus and experience little of his passionate love, then you would not care at all about What you might gain or lose in life. You would not even bear insults gladly, for the love of Jesus makes a person think of himself in a very humble way. A lover of Jesus and of truth, a genuinely spiritual person who is free from a troubled heart, can turn himself to God at any time, rise above himself, and rest joyfully in the Lord. This is the invitation with the first scripture I started out today's podcast with. If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, deny your ego, and take up your cross and follow me. A person that does this is free. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. The person who undertakes all things as they are and not as they are said to be is truly wise and is taught more by God than by others. The person who knows... How to walk by an inner light is not overly influenced by his surroundings, and he needs neither special places nor special times for prayer. A person who can quickly focus inwardly is at one with himself because he is never completely, he never completely loses himself in the outside affairs. He is not distracted by such things, nor does occasional necessity, necessary business sidetrack him. But he adjusts himself. To such things as they come. The person whose inner life is well-ordered and set in place is not troubled by the strange and twisted things that people do. That's an interesting thought. The person whose inner life is well-ordered and set in place is not troubled by the strange and twisted things that people do. A person is hindered and distracted in life in proportion to the cares he clutters about himself. What cares are you holding on to today, my friends? And perhaps it's cares, and and uh, we we speak about this in the leadership development lights on leadership development that there are three different fields that we move and live and have our being. One is the personal field. That's your opinion, your thoughts, your conclusions, your filters. The near field is, I'm in your near field, people around you are in your near field, and the remote field is the news, the weather, things like that. Particularly in the last, I would say, less than a decade, particularly in the last six years or so, people have been hijacked very quickly by what's going on in the news and in the world, and they're allowing it to hijack the inner peace that Christ died to give us in the personal field. So today is an invitation to come back. Pull up the drawbridge and cast your care, first Peter 5 7, cast all of your care on him because he cares for you. Last paragraph. If everything were right with you, and if you were pure throughout, everything would work to your advantage. As it is, many things often make you unhappy and upset you. Because you do not you have not successfully shifted your attention from yourself to God. I'll read that one again. It aligns with our topic. As it is, many things often make you unhappy and upset you because you have not successfully shifted your attention from yourself to God. Happiness and joy, peace and joy, and happiness return when we stop thinking of ourselves and only have one attachment, our hearts to God. God, do you want me to say this? Do you want me to call this person? Jesus, how do you want me to handle this? Lord, help me to show up for you. Help me not to seek the approval of man, but of you. Give me the grace to take up my cross of my ego. I want to be acknowledged as knowing what I'm doing and being in the know. Give me the grace to die to myself and take up my cross and live for you alone. So this is our invitation, my friends, to peace and joy. Right here in this statement, as it is, many things often make you unhappy and upset you because you have not successfully shifted your attention from yourself to God. Nor have you let go of the things that the world has set in your path. Nothing so stains and entangles a person's heart as a love of material things that tarnished, that is tarnished by self-interest. If you could put aside all those distracting things, that the world has to offer. You could then contemplate heavenly things and you would often experience a deep inner joy. Colossians 3, 1 through 6 says, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Paul goes on to say, following this opening statement in Colossians chapter 3, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the sinful nature. He also goes on to say in chapter 3, and clothe yourselves with all such things as these. Put to death anger, rage, malice, deceit, filthy language from your lips. Clothe yourselves with kindness, compassion, humility, gentleness, and patience. And love one another, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. As we stop thinking about ourselves, and shift our attention from ourselves to God, we are in a position to hear his voice over our own clutter and clamor. We have so much distraction between our two ears. Satan just camps in there and just tosses one false belief after another. He's the liar. He's the thief. He's been doing it since the beginning of time. Did God really say that? He's the great deceiver. Jesus desires to set us free from all of that, my friends, which is why he asks us to do that very difficult task. And he doesn't back down from it. He lets us know if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. But great is your reward in heaven. If you want to follow me, take up your cross daily and follow me. Die to yourself. Take up your cross. So what is it for you today that the Holy Spirit is calling you to die to? To deny yourself from? And perhaps it's an unhealthy behavior that's fueled by self-doubt like gossip or half-truths or ugly talk, defensive behavior, stonewalling. These are all protection mechanisms that are the ramification of the shadow side within our castle. When we don't feel loved, when we don't feel safe, it turns into animal planet out there. We are called to be a part of the solution for Christ, to be a city set on a hill, outshine the darkness. One of the most powerful places we can begin is learning how, what does it look like to become the boss of our emotions? Because we get sidetracked and that's what causes the cares that we're holding on to. So today is an invitation to stop thinking about yourself. In fact, every time a thought that revolves around self and self-interest pause and turn it into a prayer. Dear God, even though I'm worried about this not happening for me or turning out in this way, I surrender that to you. Help me to want what you want and to carry out your will in my life. Give me the grace to stop thinking about myself. I've mentioned this before, but there's a difference between the thoughts that God puts in our minds and our thinking about the thoughts. When we start to think about a thought that God puts in our mind, that opens up the portal for Satan to play all kinds of defensive games with us because our primal brain is created to protect us. So anytime you think, just know that the brain will always go negative because it's looking for potential threats. So it'll start creating story and drama and so-and-so didn't call you back and this person looked at you that way and you, you weren't included on this meeting and um, you didn't like the diagnosis. I don't know about that after going through advanced cancer. The studies didn't come back the way you wanted them to. This is where it's all summed up in the simple invitation, as Peter says in First Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. It's a trust crisis when anxiety increases, because really it's as if we're saying, you know, I don't really fully believe that you've got my back. So when you start to feel that that inner chatter of thinking about thoughts pop in, go back to the original thought and ask, God, is this from you? If so, what do you want me to do about this thought? And listen, be still and know And, Lord, give me the grace and help me not to lose myself in outside affairs. Help me to stay inside the castle. Give me the grace, sweet Jesus, today, moving forward, to remember that I've been raised with you. Therefore, you can help me to set my mind on things above, not on myself, not on my own self-interest, not on earthly things. You died, Lord. And my life, my true life and joy and peace and happiness resides in you. Help me to think more about you today than I thought about you yesterday. Help me to think less of myself today than I thought about myself yesterday. I know that I am free when I do die to my own selfish interests. And Lord, I also know that the breakdown of relationships... Is because of one thing only selfishness. Give us the grace to die to ourselves, to take up our cross and to follow you, and to stop thinking about ourselves today, now moving forward. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. So that concludes our story time today, my friends. And this was a reading. From the Imitation of Christ, Book 2, Chapter 1. And our title for today's podcast was Want Inner Peace and Joy? Stop Thinking About Yourself. As I often say, this is a job for Jesus. So Jesus, we surrender ourselves to you. You take care of everything. More of you, less of us. Listen to this a few times, my friends, as I mentioned in the beginning, the invitation, if you could do it one time a day and just ask, Lord, show me what's for me in today's podcast, because I really want to master this invitation to stop thinking about myself and replace that with thinking about you and how I can serve you by loving others well. Give them heaven out there, my friends. There's enough of the dark side going on outshine the darkness. God bless you. I look forward to our next podcast together. Pray for me, and I am always praying for you.